Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T.com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining me today and listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday and that this kind of sets you up for a really good week. So we're going to talk today about this idea of this beautiful Proverbs that is 2-7, chapter 2, verse 7, and it says, For as a man thinketh within, so he is. And I think that's one, probably one of the most powerful verses that I ever memorized. And this is because the way we think changes us. The way we think affects how we act affects our mood, affects every organ in our body, and it affects the words that we choose and how we interact with people. So I don't want to forget to tell you that if you go to my bio, there's a little link that you can click on, and it will give you this new book that we've written, and it's called um, How to Be Your Own Best Change Agent. And it's really a great book. I really enjoy have enjoyed doing it. And it really helps you in understanding how to make those necessary changes that you're struggling to make or to keep. So think about this verse, for as a man thinketh within, so he is. That's very powerful. What does that mean? Well, it's an affirmation. And, And if you know what affirmations are, it's the action or the process of affirming something. It's it's really saying that this is true. So it can be emotional support. It can be encouragement. It can be this idea of understanding that words create affirmations. And affirmations are those things we memorize and are able to use during our day or give to somebody else as a way to affirm them, affirm their value, their worth, their talent, whatever that may be. And so I want you to recognize this verse, for as a man thinketh within, So he is. That's how powerful your thinking is. How affirming is God? Well, how many examples do we have to tell us how God thinks toward us? This is who God is. This is how he has made us work. You know, I, I guess this is because it's written into the creative design of humans. 
And this God within us, we create things with our thoughts and speak them into existence. It's really no, no coincidence at all. So if we get a little bit technical, and this really helped me to understand this idea that God is saying, the way that you think is the way that you will be. And we know that God is the Word. He became the Word in the flesh, and he walks among us. And so what we say creates things, destroys things, supports things, helps things. So the power of words is tremendous, and we take this for granted. So if I get a little technical with you, this, this comes from a book that is one of my favorite books, and it's Words Can Change Your Brain. And it indicates that the most current neuroscientific research reports that by holding a positive and optimistic thought in your mind, you stimulate frontal lobe activity. So this includes the areas of language, and it connects directly to the motor cortex, which is responsible for moving you into action. So just thinking about a word causes you to move toward action. I mean, think about it like this. You're watching a show on television. You know, you start to think, wow, wouldn't some popcorn be great? That would be. Then a commercial comes on about, you know, popcorn that you can just throw in the microwave. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in the kitchen popping a bunch of popcorn. And this is because your brain is helping you move to this next place that you are thinking upon. This is why it's so powerful when you think about how you think. And so the research has shown that the longer you concentrate on positive words, the more you begin to affect other areas of the brain. And functions in the parietal lobe start to change, which changes your perception of yourself and the people that you interact with. And see, a positive view of yourself will bias you towards seeing the good in others. Whereas having a negative self-image, unfortunately, inclines you toward suspicion and doubt of other people. And over time, the structure of the thalamus will also change in response to your conscious words, thoughts, and feelings. And if we believe that the thalamic changes affect the way that we perceive reality. Now, you know how much I have talked about reality versus truth. And that what happens is when we think on something long enough, we begin to believe our own thoughts. And I say to clients oftentimes in my office, do you believe everything you think? Do you challenge that thought? Or do you just go with that thought? Whatever your brain is throwing out there, you're just going to go with it. So this is really important that you understand that you're walking around with a computer that you're supposed to be directing. You know, if, if you're on your computer or your phone and you go wherever it tells you to go, you might find yourself looking and experiencing some things that are not healthy for you at all. This is why we want to be the person driving the boat, right? Driving the car, m making sure that we are moving in the right direction. So think about this really, because over time, the structure of the thalamus changes, in response to these conscious words and thoughts and feelings. And we believe that the thalamic changes affect the way in which we perceive reality. Now, that is so important. That's why I had to say it again. 
we actually perceive reality based on the way, the judgments and the way that we think. This is why uh, witnesses that, that are, you know, we say, hey, this is a witness that witnessed the whole entire event. They have different stories. Each witness describes the event differently. And that has so much to do with the thalamus. So when we think about this, that if you, in a repetitious manner, focus on the word peace, saying it aloud or silently, you'll begin to experience a sense of peacefulness in yourself and in others. And the thalamus will respond to this incoming message of peace. It will relay it to the, that information to the rest of the brain. And then you'll get pleasure chemicals like dopamine, and the reward system of the brain will be stimulated, and so anxieties and doubts will begin to fade away, and your entire body will relax. So if you do these practices consistently over a good period of time, the other thing that happens that is quite uh, phenomenal is that your compassion starts to grow. See, you have more tolerance for humans, for certain situations. You're better able to relax in an uncomfortable situation. And the most recent studies show that this kind of exercise increases the thickness of the neurocortex and it shrinks the size of the amygdala. Now, you know, we've talked about the amygdala before. And this is where we do the fight, flight, or freeze. So if we are constantly stressed, constantly thinking of fearful things or hurtful things or angry things, the amygdala gets bigger and stronger. So it starts driving the whole entity. Instead of saying, hey, if I really think on these really kind things, happy things, beautiful things, then the thickness of the neocortex, right, gets bigger and stronger. So when we do brain scans, research shows that concentrating and meditating on positive thoughts, feelings, outcomes, actually can be more powerful than any drug in the world. It's right within us. And isn't that just like God? And this is why he says, for as a man thinketh within, so he is. So the way you think is what you will become. You will begin to look out into the world and your brain will start to pick certain things that are going to reinforce what you've thought. So if you think that people can't be trusted, you're going to automatically, unconsciously, go into an interaction with someone assuming that they can't be trusted. And so by changing the way you use language, you change your consciousness. And this in turn influences every thought feeling, and behavior in your life. If this is interesting to you, if this is helpful to you, I really want you to look up the, word, um, the book, How Words Can Change Your Brain. It's very powerful when it talks about how our brains react to words. And this is one of the reasons that in my practice, I am very careful with people about the way they think. And I called him out on it. And I say, you know, it doesn't mean that it's magic. It means that we start to create the thing that we think. And if we think everything we believe, it manifests. 
So this is why we want to be very careful about how much we indulge in negative thinking, how much we indulge in suspicion, how much we indulge in anger, in offense, all these types of things that come so naturally to us. We want to be very careful because what happens is our brain begins to collect history to support the thought that we have. So if I think terrible thoughts toward a family member or a neighbor, my husband, a friend, or a client, then my brain, without me knowing it, starts to tell me all these reasons that what I'm thinking is true. So this is Cynthia High with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about For As A Man Think Is Within, So He Is. Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining me. And I want to remind you to go to the website, and if you click on my link, there, I mean, if you go to my bio, there's a link, and you can download a book for free that we have written, and it's called Be Your Own Change Agent, Your Best Change Agent. And we have, oh my gosh, I love this book. I was so glad that I did it. So I want to make sure, <clears throat> excuse me, that you have that uh, available to you. And thank you also for all your just comments on social media. It's very helpful. And, and it encourages me because it helps me to know what also you are really needing. And so let's get back to this idea of words and the power of words and this amazing Bible verse that's in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 7. And it says, For as a man thinketh within, so he is. It's the most powerful statement I've ever read. For as a man thinketh within, so he is. This is who you are. What you think is who you are. And I, and I say to people many times, you know, if your words were like water, would you drink it? Think about that. If your words were, were like food, would you eat them? And this is why we want to understand that those words are sustenance to our being, to our mind, to our heart, to our soul. And we want to make sure that we are feeding ourselves with very helpful, very positive, really uplifting words. And I don't mean that we're going to be like Pollyanna and we're going to just, you know, pretend like everything's great. But it means that we work on the way that we think. And so let's say I leave my house and I'm running late, you know, and all of a sudden there's road work and... You know, I have at that point when I can feel the adrenaline rising, I can say to myself, how do I want to think about this event? Do I want to go, oh, great, now I'm going to be late. Never, you know, it always happens. I can't believe they're doing this. Why out of all the days would they ever do this in the middle of the day when we're all trying to get somewhere, right? Or I can say to myself, you know, wow, living in Phoenix, if you've ever visited any other city in the nation or anywhere else in the world, Phoenix is really good about maintaining roads. One of the best places I've ever been when it comes to transportation. So easy to get around our city, and it's very well maintained. And so I can think on that and say, you know, even though I'm probably going to be late, 
I'm so glad they fixed the roads. I'm glad that they are so conscientious about our roads. And that makes the entire drive for me different. So think about this. What makes human communication so unique? See, it's not just the quality of our speech, but the quantity. We use tens of thousands of facial expressions, body movements, and words. And we can combine them in endless combinations that allow us to express different nuances of meaning and emotion. Even the simple alteration of the rate and the rhythm, rhythm of our speech can change the context of what we're saying and the way it will be processed to the listener's brain. So think about that. If I'm talking really fast like this and I'm really excited and I'm so happy that you're listening to the show, that's a different experience than me saying to you, I'm very glad that you tuned in today and you are going to really enjoy the show. So just that one difference of rate and the way that I'm speaking it. So again, the words can be incendiary. They can be inciting, having many implications in meaning. They can create context. They can be insightful or helpful or comforting, informing. And quote unquote, the way that we speak. This includes tone, rate, rhythm, volume, and inflection, the amount of words, and then we attach our facial expression and our body language. So just as you're listening to my voice right now, I can say the same words in different ways. And so think about this. I can say, oh, I'm so uh, happy. I guess I'm happy. Or I can say, I'm so happy. I've said the same exact thing, but it's the rate it's the tone, and it's the words that I'm choosing. So these things directly affect our experience. For example, let's say, how about this one? The sun is bright. Well, this statement has no real verbal consequence. But what happens with the statement that has verbal consequence? For example, I need to talk to you. How about, I need to talk to you. Or how about this? I need to talk to you. Or the dog is dead. The dog is dead. The dog is dead. And you can see that I can say those things with so much different vocal inflection that that subtlety changes the context and the experience. So how about when we say to somebody, I love you? Well, if I say, yeah, I love you. Or I love you. Or I say, I love you. Or I love you. Right? And think about what you're doing, that you are actually creating and building experiences with words. So recognizing and experience how these, experiencing how these statements affect me externally helps me really to understand the power of my own inner speak. And how I can affect myself internally. See, you know, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you've heard me say so often, you're with yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of eternity. That's a big thing. You will never get away from you. One of the worst things about considering hell 
is that I will never get away from me, the worst part of me. I'll be miserable for eternity. So this is where you want to say to yourself, you know, I need to understand the power of my own internal world and how I speak to myself through my thoughts. And this is one of the first ways that we create a kinder, gentler relationship with others and with myself. The kinder and gentler I am with me, I will automatically do it with others. So remember, if the internal doesn't work, the external won't work. So if I don't do the internal work, then the external world of mine won't work either. So think about this. This is a little bit of just anatomy. In the center of our brain, there's a walnut-shaped structure, and it's called the thalamus. And it relays sensory information about the outside world to the other parts of the brain. So when we imagine something, the information is sent to the thalamus. Now, this is really important because we're going to talk about the research and what the research suggests that the thalamus treats the thoughts and fantasies in the same way it produces sounds, tastes, images, and touch. So to the thalamus, it's all concrete. It's all, it's all truth. It's all real. And it doesn't distinguish between the inner or the outer realities. Thus, if you think you're safe, the rest of your brain assumes that you're safe. But if you ruminate on imaginary fears or self-doubt, guilt or shame, your brain presumes that there's a real threat in the outside world. So join me again as we talk more about how words affect your brain. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today. And make sure you go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And there is a link in my bio that will send you to this wonderful book that I've created called How to Be Your Own Change Agent. And it really helps if you are needing to change some things in your life, which all of us do. And that's why we're talking about words can change your brain today. So I want to encourage you to check out the website. We also have all of these podcasts on your favorite podcast server, and we have study guides for you as well. So I have some people that like to listen to the show, and then they re-listen to it, and they use the study guide because it really helps to cement some of that thinking and the new different insights that you receive from it. You can also do it with a group. I have lots of people that do that. That's quite fun to do with a group. So we are talking here about this beautiful verse in the Bible, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 7. For as a man thinketh within, so he is. Very powerful. And if you think about the fact that Jesus is considered the word in the flesh. So God spoke the world into existence. He said, let there be light. There was light. Let there be expanse. Let there be water. He spoke all the animals into existence, and he spoke humans into existence. So this is why words are so powerful, because this is the way that God created the universe. 
So when you think about recognizing and experiencing how these statements that we've been saying affect you and affect me externally, it helps us to understand the power of our own internal speech and how I affect myself internally, which means that this is why we know that people have very different experiences of the same event. They pick up on very different things. This is why... um, Witnesses, uh, you know, eyewitnesses are not good about giving us correct information. We'll get three or five different stories from people because it's the way they're experiencing the event helps to choose the words. And so this is why we want to think about how the words I choose then begin to affect my experiences versus the other way around. So this is one of the best ways to create a kinder, gentler relationship with you, with yourself, with others. And I remind you again, if I don't do the internal world, if I don't do the internal work, the external won't work. So it emanates from within. So this stops us from chasing those feelings, chasing those experiences, excuse me, hoping that it's going to give us some new lifeblood. Instead of saying, I can just change the way I think. Now, you know, our brains are smart enough to know we can't really lie to our brain. It knows the difference. But I can speak positive things to myself. Even if I mess up, I can say, you know, it's true. I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. I'm probably going to have to have some consequences for it. And, not but, and... I know God still loves me, and I know that I can change this, and I can turn it around, and I know I can use this experience as a great learning event, that there is some merit to this terrible experience because I can learn what not to do, which means I don't have to repeat, so I can learn the first time. So in the center of our brain, there is that walnut-shaped structure, and it's called the thalamus, and we talked about this in the last segment, that this processes sounds and tastes and images and touch, and it doesn't distinguish between our inner world and our outer world. So if we think we're safe, then the rest of our brain assumes we're safe. But if you ruminate on imaginary fears or guilt or shame, then your brain presumes that there's real threat in the outside world, and it begins to look for everything that is going wrong. So if you're thinking that you are not loved, if you're thinking you're a loser, if you're thinking people don't like you, then what your brain does, it doesn't know the difference between positive and negative. It just takes that message and begins to show you all the reasons why people don't like you. If you do it the other way around, you say, you know, I'm going to believe that people really like me. That I'm not saying that I'm going to be mis, mis popularity, but I'm going to say, you know, I believe that people are going to give me the benefit of the doubt. And I can really then begin to have my brain help me do that. So we want to say to ourselves, choose your words wisely, because they become as real as the ground on which you stand. And this is why we want to make sure that we are conscientious about the way we think. And we are conscientious about the words we use and that we question our thoughts and we question those words. We challenge them. 
This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the last segment as we talk more about this idea. For as a man thinketh within, so he is. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. And we are talking about the verse in Proverbs that says, For as a man thinketh within, so he is. And how powerful that message really is. Because what that means is we know that God refers to him as the Word, and the Word became flesh. So what's he telling us? He's telling us that our words will become reality. Words that we think, words that we speak, will end up becoming more of that. Now, that doesn't mean we do these really false positives because our brain is smart enough to know the difference. But it really means that we're careful about how we think. And this is when I remind people that just because you feel something doesn't make it true. It can be very real, but not necessarily true. So one of the ways that I uh, got into the therapeutic, psychotherapeutic realm and this world of, of treating people was in working in eating disordered clinics. And the, the young women and older women that have eating disorders, it is very difficult for them to believe that they are not fat. doesn't matter how many times we show them the number on the scale no matter how many times they say, we need you to eat, you're going to die if you don't eat. Their feeling, which is their reality, becomes so true to them that they might die of that disease. And so this is why we have to really work hard on people with, that have anorexia, bulimia, that are overweight, that, that have any of this type of eating disordered things. We have to work with them about how they think. Because it's the thinking piece that creates the feelings for them. So if I think I'm fat, I begin to feel why I'm fat. And it won't make any difference what the number on the scale is. So this is where we want to think about. We can change the experience within ourselves. And we can experience our world and every experience we have in any given day differently and more positively. See, we can change the world. We change our world by changing our internal world. So the most amazing thing about children is that they dream and they hope. And think of the excitement they give us. See, God doesn't want us to stop dreaming. That's in the design of humans. That's part of being made in the image of God is the power of creative dreaming. So why did we walk away from this? See, God says to us, come to him as little children. Let yourself be a little child with hopes and dreams. And come to God with those dreams. And this is part of having that faith. If you think about little kids that feel really secure, they have so much faith in their parents that they're not afraid. If you have an animal, if they're with you and you take them someplace that's unusual, as long as they're with you, they're not afraid. So when we think about this, and we think about how powerful our thinking is. I, I love this, um, this saying. This is by a man named William James. And he says, The greatest discovery of my generation 
is that human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitudes of mind. The greatest discovery is that human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitudes. So when you create affirmations, you need to focus on what you want, not on what you don't want. So people often articulate their goals in negative terms. For example, they might say, I want to be in a fulfilling lifelong relationship, and I don't want to end up sad and alone. See, it might seem like two ways of saying the same thing, but they're not. The first one is a positive. The second one is a negative. And to your subconscious brain, they're saying the opposite. So your subconscious doesn't know the difference between I want and I don't. It just hears lifelong fulfilling relationship or sad and alone. So if you want to master affirmations, then I want you to really consider how to do this. And so you make statements versus questions. So you do I am statements. I am a valuable human being. I am a worthwhile person. I am loving. I am kind. And that doesn't mean when we are saying these things that we're doing it every, every moment of every day. I mean, I'm a very loving and kind person, but there I have my moments, right? So this is when I create I am statements. They're defining me. So my brain is then helping me to walk out that definition. So I also make statements of I can. So I can do this. I can change my mind. I can live a new experience. I can forgive me. I can forgive my family. I can forgive my neighbor. Whatever that person, whatever person that may be. So I can love my partner unconditionally. It doesn't mean I hit the mark every day. But if I think on that statement, then my brain starts to make that happen for me. It starts to ignore some of the things that I might not like or love about my partner. And it helps me focus on the things that I do. So I can grow my business. I can be financially free. I can do these things. Maybe not in 24 hours. Maybe I'll need to get some education. But the more that I think on these positives, the more I think on these good things, the more energy I'm going to have. If you've ever noticed, if you get in a depressive state, all of a sudden everything is bad. And even if someone tries to talk you out of that bad feeling, it even feels bad. That's how powerful our brain is when it's guiding emotions. So I can also make statements of, I will, I will be kind to myself. I will be forgiving of myself. I will give my friend a chance. I will give this employee a chance. I will think the best things about my family of origin. These are very important things to assimilate into your thinking, into your life, Because positive affirmations of what you want to happen, it's kind of like this success, it's like prophesying success. And so these I will statements that you develop 
then set your priorities and your principles and your goals. And many times the word will can be removed to bring the statement to present time. So instead of saying, I will love and nurture myself every day, I can say, I love and nurture myself every day. Instead of saying, I will gain more confidence each day, I will say, I am gaining more confidence every day. Now, this isn't, you know, some weird fly-by-night kind of thing game we're playing. That's why we started this show with telling you all this information about the biology of the brain and how the brain really works. So you can intensify your affirmations with a single word, easily. So notice how the word easily added a sense of calmness and intensifies the positive emotional impact of that affirmation. I can say how, I will say the word easily, how it adds. So I can, I can say, hey, I'm earning um, $1,000 a month versus I can easily earn $1,000 a month because that's setting a tone. It doesn't mean I'm lying to myself. It doesn't mean I'm puffing myself up. It means that I'm helping my body and my brain create energy for me to actually help it make happen. So here's some ways that you can make some affirmations stronger. You can make sure that they're bold, they're clear, and they're positive. And then you practice saying the affirmations for 30 minutes a day. Say them in your head. Say them out loud, even if it feels awkward for you. See, your new vision takes courage, and you can't wait for the affirmations to feel genuine. You have to believe that it is true. Now, I'm not telling you, my goodness, to believe things that are ridiculous. But this is believing the best things about you. This is recognizing that you're a person of worth, you're a person of value. That God made you for a reason. That you weren't some big mistake. And this is very, very important when we recognize that we are here for a reason. I don't know everyone's reason for being here, but that is the goal that each human has to figure out. Why was I born to begin with? And I know that that was a part, that, that's a big part of my story because I was adopted and none of my biological family knew anything about me. They had no idea that my birth mother actually had a baby. And so it, I used to think about this. I used to think, you know, I just magically appeared on the planet. I wasn't planned. And so as soon as I appeared, God goes, uh-oh, we better make a plan for Cynthia because she's going to be born in a couple of months. But when God really helped me understand that even if my biological family didn't plan me, that God did. And that's a truth that I have been able to really assimilate. And it has helped me very, very strongly to know that there is a reason. There is a reason I'm here. There is a call. There is a plan. And I can trust that. And so we want to make sure that our affirmations are bold, that they're clear, they're positive. And we want to practice saying them. And that we can say things to ourselves to help us know that, wow, I am a person of worth and value. And, and one of the ways that I remind people of this, it's kind of a dark way to, to remind you, but, you know, when we have to execute prisoners, we do it as, 
as kindly as we can. We try to ha- we don't just like, you know, put them, torture them to death. But we do that because they're humans. Even if they've done terrible, horrible things, we're going to honor the life and kill them in a kind way. I mean, that's crazy to me when I think about that. And so I want you to recognize the value that you have and that you can concentrate on that value and you can assimilate that value and you can know that you are valuable. And it doesn't mean that it's because you do valuable things. It's because you are simply alive and you are human and you are of great worth. So I'm glad that you listened today to this show. So I want you to think about affirmations that you can remember, very short statements. And I want those affirmations to always start with an I or my, because you're making a statement about yourself. And it's most effective if it starts with you, like I choose to be positive. It's much better than positive thoughts are coming into my mind. So write down the affirmations. And it doesn't mean that they're magic. What it means is that your brain begins to get, use that creative part of itself to make this affirmation happen. It doesn't happen overnight. I wish it did. But it does begin to work its way into your life. So you are a very valuable part of this world. And I want you to really enjoy that. And I want you to take care of the one that God cares about. And it has nothing to do with your mistakes, has nothing to do with your past history, has everything to do with the fact that you are still here. So if you are still here, there's a reason for you to be here. And I want you to really discover that. So have a great rest of the day and a really blessed week. And I want you to really assimilate this information today. So God bless you in your day, in your week. And I'll talk to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from our website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version.
Great news from Rocket Mortgage. You could unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In fact, in the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. That means you could unlock thousands of dollars. And with Rocket Mortgage, you could unlock all that cash in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up because nobody knows how long these low rates will last. Put your hard-earned money to work. Make your life better. Build a home office. Remodel your kitchen. Or simply save that cash for a rainy day. Today's rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.25%, 3.48% APR, so you can lock in a great low monthly payment. When you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates current as of 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS consumeraccess.org number 3030. Call 800-490-1233 for disclosures and cost information.